Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. Praise God. We're again always delighted to be able to minister the Word of God to you. We're always excited, praise God, to speak the Word of God, to preach the Word of God, and at the same time have people who want to hear the Word of God. So that's always exciting to us. So again, I'd just like to say um, a big thank you for everybody that's listening. And uh, let us know how you how you enjoying it. Praise God. Uh, let us hear some testimonies. Let us hear uh, some prayer requests, whatever it is, some questions maybe. We just love to hear from you. Let you know or let us know you're out there. Praise God. We're always uh, uh, thrilled to uh, to connect with folks that uh, are listening. Praise the Lord. So anyway, with that said, today being kind of a, a our basic our Sunday service, uh, we're going to go to First Corinthians. Chapter 9, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 is where we're going to go. I'm going to talk about running your race today. Hallelujah. Running your race. Praise God. And kind of what we've been doing um, um, on our Sunday services, talking about different kingdom principles or different kingdom insights. And uh, today, uh, in talking about finishing your race, um, I guess is how I'm going to word it, finish your race, um, I'm going to be talking about a disciplined lifestyle. Now, I didn't, I didn't swear. Some of you just thought maybe I cussed, but I didn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have to live a disciplined life if we're going to finish this race. And so uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 is going to bring some of that out. Praise the Lord. It says this, verse 24, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. All right. In other words, a win or obtain that prize. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified." Quite a bit said there in those four or five verses there. And so we're going to back up here today. And we're going to uh, just kind of take verse by verse. And so we'll start in verse 24 and just kind of, again, define it, um, dissect it a little bit, kind of so that it makes a little bit more sense maybe to us all. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Now, that's, that's a normal, you know, when you think about uh, natural competition, um, that's that's the way you're going to see it. You're somebody that's running for to get first place and and hopefully win that race or win that relay or whatever it is that they're doing. But in this, it's talking about every one of us has a race to run, all right? And we all have that race to run, and we all have a prize to uh, to win, or uh, you know, a uh, we we all can win that race, our race, all right? And that's the thing we want to bring out today is every one of us has a race to run. The point is with this uh, text and the point with this message today is will we finish the race? Because that's really the key, isn't it? I mean, most of you have, you know, have heard me talk this, you know, multiple times. You know, we have a cross to bear and a race to run, you know, and, and uh, the key is to finish this thing. You know, we all probably had a great start. We all, you know, had a wonderful uh, testimony when we came into the kingdom of God. At least I'm sure most of you did. And had great things happen, you know, uh, you know, you know, coming out of the chutes, so to speak. And uh, but when you really get down to it, it's not about how well we start. It's about how well we finish. And that's going to be 
uh, you know, the, the key here. All right. And in order to finish, then there's going to have to be some things and have to be in order in our life in order to get uh, get to the end. Praise God. And so he says we have to run this verse, uh, verse 24 again. We run in such a way that we may obtain it. We run in such a way that we may obtain it or may win or obtain the prize is what it's referring to here. Now, Philippians 3 and 14 says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. So, you know, we're talking about running here. You're talking about, you know, pressing forward, moving forward. So we know that obviously we're moving forward here. But it says here we have to run in such a way. Okay, there's a way to run this thing. There's a way to run it. Praise God. Now, um, you know, maybe I'll throw this out here. Uh, it's not meant to be some kind of downer, but it's just sometimes just an observation in our society as a whole today. Uh, you know, it's kind of this drive up uh, window, microwave, uh, you know, instant uh, self-gratifying shortcut type taking uh, uh, society that we're in right now. And I've learned and seen that a lot of folks want relief, but they don't want results. There's a lot of people that want charity, but not change. They want uh, to be heard, but not to hear. And here you go. They want maybe their desires fulfilled, but they don't want discipline. And that's kind of the norm out there. And so here we are, you know, talking about a disciplined lifestyle. And that's why I kind of made a little, you know, off funny there a little bit beginning there, because a lot of folks don't want to necessarily talk about a disciplined lifestyle. We just kind of want to do our thing and, and hope that everything pans out in the end. And the problem is then it doesn't all pan out and doesn't work like we want it to work. And the, the big key, a big part of it, not all of it, of course, but a big part of it is where we don't remain disciplined in certain things. See, it says here there's a way to run it. We run the race in such a way that we may obtain it. Okay, so there's a way to run it. Uh, 2 Timothy in 2, verse 5, it says this, that, uh, in fact, let me, maybe I'll turn to that. I got it kind of printed out here, but maybe it'd be better if we, uh, so we're talking about uh, 2 Timothy 2, 5, and it says this, uh, that if anyone competes in athletics, uh, he is not crowned, or in other words, win, unless he competes according to the rules. Okay, and it's not that we're necessarily talking about there's rules, but you had to say there's a way to run things, a way to do things. All right. And uh, so we're not necessarily talking about, you know, we're going to give you the uh, rule one, rule two kind of thing. But we are going to give you just some principles that come out of this first Corinthians text that brings out what he's talking about when he says we run in such a way. If you want to win, if you want to obtain, if you want to get to where you have to get to, then there's certain things you're going to have to have working in your life. Amen. Now, Proverbs 14 and 12 a verse I, I like and enjoy, it says that, uh, uh, that there is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends up in destruction and ruin, going down the way of destruction or ruin. Now, there's a way that seems right, okay? Now, Hosea uh, chapter 14 and verse 9 says that the Lord's ways are right, okay? Now, there's a difference between what is right and what seems right, okay? And again, we've touched on this many times with uh, many other subjects, but so uh, what we're talking about, there's a way to run it, not just a way that seems right to you, okay? Um, I was involved in, in uh, competitions, you know, most, most my uh, uh, childhood, uh, you know, up until I was into college and ran and got involved in everything from, 
uh, you know, football track, uh, you know, and other other things. And and uh, but uh, those are primarily the ones I did. And track was probably probably my probably my strength. Um, and that's kind of what he's talking about here is more about, you know, kind of using the analogy of, of, of uh, in the sense of the races. OK, running a race, running your race. Now, uh, in, in those years of competition, um, that was one of the first things you learn. Um, you either run it right or you get disqualified. You don't end up with the prize. You don't end up, uh, you know, with uh, first place if you're going to uh, do things that's contrary to the way they design it to work. And so, uh, you know, that's why they use that as an example. Well, it's the same with our walk in God. There's a way that's set up that works. And if, if it's not working in your life, then what happens is uh, we end up not finishing right, okay? And then we want to get mad at God or mad at the preacher or mad at, you know, whoever else, okay? We point finger at somebody. But the bottom line is, is there's a way to do this. And so that's why we're talking about this today. So there is a run in such a way that you may obtain it, praise God. Now, a few statements here. I'll just go ahead and throw these out there. Uh, in the kingdom, there's always advantages, right? And, you know, we got the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, you got grace. You got, uh, you know, you got the, the biddings and promptings of, and the leadings of God. I mean, there's all kinds of things that God's there to give you the advantage, all right? Um, you know, but... There's uh, the thing about the kingdom is there's advantages, but there's not we're not meant to take shortcuts. OK, because if you take shortcuts, you just come up short. That's kind of what happens. OK, uh, one years ago, somebody made a statement. He says that there are no shortcut shortcuts to any place worth going. I thought, yeah, that's, that's probably true. Some of those great places you have to get to. There's probably not a shortcut to get there. You got to kind of you know hike your way up in there or whatever. But. Uh, you know, it's kind of the, the same with the things of God. If you really want to obtain what's yours to obtain, then you can't really take shortcuts. You got to you got to run this thing in such a way that you can obtain it. All right. The longest distance between two points is called a shortcut. I thought that was kind of cute, but uh, that's about the truth. I mean, uh, I've seen it times and we've even been there times where we take a shortcut towards something. And the next thing you know, you get lost and then what should have only been about an hour took two hours, you know, that kind of a thing. And probably we've all probably been there. Uh, but anyway, just a couple uh, little short little statements there, but kind of uh, kind of help drive my point home. But uh, we're called to run it in such a way that we can obtain it. Now, let's go to verse 25 and let's just start looking at some of these things. Verse 25 says, and everyone who competes for the prize. Is temperate in all things. All right, here we go again. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate. In all things. Now they, of course, do it for a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Now we're talking about what we're talking about here is more about a spiritual matter, a kingdom matter here. But let's let's look at here's the key. They're temperate in all things. Now, what does temperate mean? Well, temperate is defined. If you kind of some of your cross references will probably say it. Uh, it'll say stuff like exercises self-control. That's usually uh, the big one that's out there in most most of your uh, uh, Bibles out there. And that is what it means, to exercise self-control or, or this, to exercise self-restraint, okay, self-restraint, which kind of almost kind of drives the point home a little bit more, at least to me it does, uh, when you're talking about restraint, you know, uh, what that means is about convictions, about drawing boundaries, okay? See, if we're going to do this thing right, we're going to have to be able to, you know, set some boundaries in ourselves or for ourselves, all right? 
Otherwise, you're, you're going to be all over the map. Now, <clears throat> I say this a lot of times in, in our statements, a lot of it because it's over the years, it's kind of the stuff that I've studied and looked at is different things about uh, success, uh, you know, things that work. If you're going to be successful in any kind of endeavor, you're going to be successful in business, you be successful in, uh, you know, in marriage, be successful in uh, your walk in God. I and mean, we can go on and on. Some things save, you know, uh, the authors are saved. Some of them are not. You know, I always kind of call them those success gurus, you know. And, uh, and most of the time, a lot of the key principles I talk about are that come out of these kind of things uh, because they're biblical, they're scriptural. And uh, that's what works. These things are principles set up by God that work. And one of those things that's, that's in there is this thing called discipline, okay? Discipline, okay? And uh, in some, uh, in fact, I just kind of glanced at a few of them just, just in the last day or two, and some of them even listed as number one, okay? If you don't have any kind of a disciplined lifestyle, uh, this thing ain't going to work for you, Okay? Now, the first part of that is temperance, okay, uh, being, uh, you know, having some boundaries, all right, as it says. Uh, in other words, um, uh, some convictions, okay. You got to settle it, all right. You got to settle some things on the inside. If you you got to settle it, uh, if, if you're in it to win it, uh, one guy said. I thought that was kind of a nice, uh, little quick little ditty there. Uh, if you're in it to win it, then you're going to have to settle it, all right. Settle it. You're going to do this, and you're going to do it right, praise God. That you're going after it and not going to waver, not going to be up and down. Amen. You got to refuse to compromise. Now, whatever you compromise to gain, you're going to ultimately lose. I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. I've seen that time and time again. Years ago, I don't know, 20 years back, heard that statement and, you know, it just kind of made sense. And then over the years, I've just noticed that is true. Okay. As people compromise or walk in things, it isn't long. They might compromise to thinking they're going to. They're going to gain their family or they're going to gain uh, wealth or they're going to gain whatever, okay? And in the end, they end up losing it all because they compromise, because they're not running it in such a way that they should. They have no temperance, so to speak. They have no, no conviction, okay? They have no boundaries. Uh, as, as I said earlier, they have no self-restraint when it comes time to certain things. And you have to do it. If you don't have self-restraint, you'll waver on everything, Okay. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if we're talking about, you know, your, your, uh, uh, you know, prayer life. If you don't just settle it, I'm going to, I get up every day and I pray. If you don't settle that, then what happens is all it takes is enough pressure, time elements, time restraints, whatever it is. And next thing you know, you're, you're not praying again. Uh, you know, it, it's like giving and tithing. I've noticed if you don't settle that, you'll do it for a little bit, but first time the pressure's on, you're, you're stopping. You're quitting on that, too, you know. And I've seen that with all kinds of areas of, of, of our walk. Uh, you know, you may say, well, I'm going to guard my words. But if you don't settle it, okay, then what happens is, you, you know, all it takes is another, another month goes by. And next thing you know, you're talking the same way you were. Uh, now, we're talking about running this race, finishing your race, amen, and running it in such a way that you can obtain it. And one of the first keys is you're going to have to settle some things. You're going to have to get it settled. How are you going to live this? Are you in it to win it? Are you going to go to the end, praise God? Or are you just more concerned about the moment? All right? See, if you're not, if you're not, if you're, if you're not focused on, on, you know, in a sense, the eternal, then you're going, to, you're going to yield to the temporary. All right? And that's kind of what happens. Um, so you, you're now wavering, you know, because the pressure's on at the moment. And, and years ago... 
this is a statement. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it in right here. I think this would be a good place for it. Uh, that personal consecration is your greatest defense against pressure. Let me say it again, okay? Personal consecration is your greatest defense against pressure. Personal consecration. In other words, those things that set you apart, okay, those things that you've, 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 where you've set your boundaries, your convictions, okay? But personal, here we go, personal consecration is your greatest defense against pressure. So in other words, when the pressure's on, your greatest defense is that you've already settled it. Somebody said, well, uh, but, but, but this is, isn't working. No, 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 it works. It's just you got to settle it. Okay, and sometimes it's just you got to, you know, in a sense, pass that test, you know. Uh, you know, run in such a way that you can obtain it. Just press through this thing. Okay, don't quit. Now, Hebrews 12, let's go ahead and turn there. Hebrews 12. And uh, Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Let's see here. Verse 1 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, of course, he just got done talking about all the patriarchs of faith in chapter 11, talking about them as, their, as witnesses, those that provided evidence. Uh, verse At the end of the verse here, it says, Let us lay aside every weight, that just means every hindrance, every burden, every, anything that's trying to bog you down, and the sin or offense, which, is so easy, which so easily ensnares us, and here we go, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, we're called to run with endurance, but in order for that to happen, there's some, you're going to have to let go of some things and, and, and some weights and some things that are trying to bog you down. And that's kind of why we, we live a temperate life. We're in the sense of we have some boundaries. We, uh, have, some, we have some restraints. We have some convictions, okay, uh, because otherwise you're constantly... You know, you know, getting caught up with this and caught up with that. And as it says, and pretty soon you're being snared, you're being bogged down, or you're being tripped up or snared, or ensnared, I think is the word, uh, with, with things that, uh, you know, that uh, that'll hold you back. And then you can't finish, all right? Now, uh, I put this in my notes, okay? Again, I'm just, a lot of statements here, but I'm just going to throw another one at you. And that is this, it's hard to run when you're riddled with guilt, condemnation, shame, or inferiority. Okay, now what's that mean? Well, that's what he's talking about here. See, if you don't settle some things, then it's only a matter of time when the pressure's on, you're caving to that thing again, okay? That thing you said you'd never said, now you're saying it. That thing you said you'd never do, now you're doing it. That thing you said that, you know, I'd never, I'll never catch myself doing, you know, being there again. There you are again. And because you didn't really settle it, okay? You might have you mentally, uh, you know, had agreement with it, and said, you know, that's, uh, that's right, I shouldn't do that, or I shouldn't be that, or I shouldn't talk that way, I shouldn't act that way, or whatever. And the problem is you don't settle it. You don't, you don't necessarily set a boundary. You don't set your convictions on this kind of thing. You don't settle it, okay? You're, in a sense then, not in it to win it. You're just about the moment, okay? But if you settle it, okay, now get this, this is why I made the statement I made. Because as you're moving along, the enemy is so good at what he does, and you have to understand, he's a manipulator, and he knows you well, okay? He saw you grow up. He knows what trips your trigger. He knows what will what, cause you to stumble. He, he knows what will cause you to back up, what will cause you to quit. Okay, he's seen you do it, okay? And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to keep doing it. It just means that, you know, somewhere you got to settle it, 
Okay, I ain't doing that anymore. All right, I'm not going to be that anymore. I'm not going to act that way anymore. I'm not going to talk that way anymore. I'm not going to let myself yield to that anymore. Okay, I'm settling it. Now, here's why that's so important or another reason why it's so important. Okay, because as soon as you slip up, what's the first thing that hits you? All right, because the enemy's good at it. Condemnation. Here it comes. Here comes the guilt. Here comes the shame. You know, here comes that, that now that inferiority, which now, see, it begins to work on your confidence. So what happens is now that starts beating on you. So pretty soon you start thinking, you know, well, I can't do this anyway. Yes, you can. You just got to settle it. Okay. Somebody said, well, that's easier said than done. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is easier said than done. Uh, that's why we're talking about it. Okay. Because, you know, regardless of whether it's easier said than done is, is you know, really, in a sense, that's a, an irrelevant statement, okay, because it still has to be done, okay? So, you know, yeah, it's easy to say it, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. A lot of folks say it, but because they don't necessarily mean it, the first time the pressure's on, they're caving to it, okay? But we're a people that don't just say it. Amen. Come on. We live it. We mean it. Amen. We're backing it up. Praise God. We're going to press through this thing. Now, God has never asked any of us to do this in our own strength. And I'm just going to toss this out here. Okay. Uh, you know, anytime we talk about these kind of things, you know, I think sometimes the reason that people have a hard time with it sometimes, not always, uh, you know, some of the folks I minister to you, you're all about it. Praise God. You get it. Uh, but there's some folks that, it, it, you know, hey, that's the last thing I want to hear. I got to you know, have a disciplined lifestyle. Well, you know, um, it, it's, it's kind of how this thing works. You know, if, if we're going to live this thing, if we're going to do this thing, I mean, we're going to we're gonna have to settle some things. We're going to have to get it settled, all right? We're not going to be able to waver back and forth, all right? We're going to have to get locked onto this thing and say, you know, no more, praise God. I'm doing this thing, all right? Now, as I was saying, all right, God's there to empower you. God's there to strengthen you. You have the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's why you pray in the Holy Ghost. And get yourself pumped up. Get yourself edified and charged up. Amen. We got the Word of God. Amen. I mean, that Word there is there. To, it's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's there, man, to empower you. Praise God. You got joy, right? The joy of the Lord, your strength. So you got strength to endure and to overcome, praise God. Amen. So you spend a little time, the Word says, in His presence is fullness of joy. See, these are all things that are available to help you, to empower you. Nothing grace, right? There's, how about that, right? That divine influence upon your heart and that, you know, that's reflected then in your life, you know. But remember, grace comes by presence. You spend time with Him, right? If you want to be grace to do something, you got to spend time with Mr. Grace, right? So that grace now comes upon you, amen, empowers you to walk out what you're called to walk out. So I say all those things to say, listen, every time we start talking about a disciplined lifestyle, we're not talking about doing this in your strength, in your power, in your own ability. We're talking about doing this in His. But we can't get away from the fact that you still have to do it. All right? You still got to live this. You still got to walk this. You got you to set some boundaries, okay? I'm going to have a prayer life. Praise God. Okay, then get up every day and pray, all right? Well, I'm tired today. Well, who, who, who isn't? You know what I mean, in a sense? You know, uh, you know well, I, well, I got things going on. Well, who doesn't? You know, well, well, I got other obligations. Well, who doesn't? 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, that doesn't, that, you know, what, what, you know, your life, you know, your, your obligation is more important than the next guy's obligations. We all got obligations. We all got things going on. We all got, you know, a little tired because we worked a little hard yesterday or something and maybe got up a little slower than we normally will or something. We all have these moments and those things. But if you settle it, it doesn't matter. You get up, you pray. That's what you do. All right. You've settled it. You're going to, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to talk, keep your mouth right. OK, so then what you got to do is you got to settle that. So then when whenever the, you, you find yourself wanting to say something else, you get your you get your, uh, you know, in a sense, you, you kind of jerk the slack out of yourself a little bit. Get that word working through you. Get that, you know, start saying something different. Praise God. And you just discipline yourself to do that. Praise God. You set some boundaries. Amen. Uh, you know, you're giving. And I mentioned that earlier and my and my attention is not to. I didn't say touch on touch on any one thing, but it's I've seen that. Okay, people say, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honor honorable to God with my income. Well, uh, you know, you better settle that because the first time the pressure's on, you say, well, you know, I, I'd love to do that, but okay, well, so then now you you you're not you're not obtaining in that area of your life because you're not following through. You're not you you haven't settled it. Okay, you don't you haven't set those boundaries. All right. And I'm just telling you, these are things. And, but if you do these things, all right, you set some boundaries, all right, you maintain your convictions, right? I'm telling you, then it becomes the, your greatest defense when the pressure's on. Because here it comes, you know, it's like this, okay? If, if you've never settled it that I refuse to lie or cheat or manipulate with my mouth or with uh, my whatever, okay? Okay, if you don't settle that, uh, here comes the pressure, and the next thing you know, you're, you're lying, you're manipulating, you're cheating. Uh, you know, I mean, you, here you go again, okay? But you got to settle these things. If you don't settle it, it's only a matter of time. The pressure's on again, and here you are doing this again. Now, I, I just kind of sense now, I'm not here depressing anybody, okay? Uh, again, this, we're not asking anybody to do this in their own strength, but I am telling you, you still have to follow through with these things. And you're going to have to lean on God. I mean, I, when, when I first started with some of these things, um, I would literally ask the Spirit of God, I would say, give me a witness every time I'm slipping up in this area. And believe me, when you ask those kind of things and pray those kind of things, uh, he, he'll, he'll do it. So all of a sudden now I'm getting this witness, okay, that I, I'm, you know, I'm letting my, my words go down the wrong road or I'm letting my attitude go down the wrong road kind of thing or I'm, I'm slipping on. So all of a sudden I could then hook that thing and jerk it back and get it back in line. All right. And again, a lot being said just over this one here, but, but really this is key. If you don't settle it, if you're not in it to win it, then I'm telling you it isn't very long and you're already slipping back. And then it's a wide open door now for the enemy to beat you up with condemnation, guilt, shame, inferiority, and all that mess that comes with it. All right. And, and that's, there, ain't nothing, there ain't nothing fun about that, all right? All right, so anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, so let's go back now to, uh, let's go back to uh, 1 Corinthians. And now to go to verse, so we read 25 in chapter 9. Now let's go to verse 26. We talked about being temperate in all things. Okay, verse 26 now. Therefore I run thus not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air. Now, the Amplified says, uh, uh, not, with, um, or not without definite aim or uncertainty. That's the word. The word uncertainty here means indecision, again, or lacking sureness, 
no clear resolve, aim, uh, no purpose or aim, okay, which not too far off of what we already talked about, but really this here maybe deals a little bit more primarily with the area of focus, okay, and we've touched on focus many times, okay, uh, but that's kind of what he's talking about. That's why he says, thus I fight not as one who beats the air. In other words, I'm not just swinging, you know, just for the sake of swinging. See, a lot of Christians, uh, you know, are trying to move forward and, and they really don't have any, per- any true, true aim, okay? They're uncertain. They just, all they think is, well, you know, it's like somebody that says they came up for prayer. Well, what do you need? Well, I just, just general. What? what? what do you, no, no, what do you need? Well, you know, I just, it, just anything. No, no, what is it you need? If you want prayer, then let's, let's connect so we can agree on what it is you do need, okay? Well, you know, I mean, that makes sense, right? So, well, okay, well, I have a physical situation going on. Well, great, let's pray about that. You know, we got aim now, we got purpose. So what we do now, we come, we get in agreement, bang, we take care of that thing. We're not as one beating, you know, the air, shadow boxing out there. Uh, and a lot of folks, that's how they deal with things in their walk in God, and, and the enemy just wears them out. Because if that's how we're living, if we have no definite aim of where we're headed, what we're trying to accomplish, then what happens is, okay, every little thing gets you off track. Next thing you know, you're, you're, you're off, you're off your race again, okay? You're stepping out of lane again, and now you're not running it in such a way that you can obtain because you don't even know what you want to obtain, all right? Well, anyway, praise the Lord. So you got to stay uh, focused, amen, and avoid distractions. Let me go to the book of Acts, chapter 20. Oh, hallelujah. Acts 20, um, verse 24 says this, but none of these things move me. None of these things move. Now, what's happening in context, the uh, the elders at Ephesus are exhorting Paul and talking about they had a word of the Lord of what's, what's ahead for him. All right. Well, it, you know, it, it was a word that, you know, wasn't necessarily a pleasant word because there were some things ahead that may not be all that much fun, but it was what he was called to do. And that's why he said here, none of these things are moving me. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm called to do. God's already instructed me on what I'm, what I should be, what I'm should accomplish. All right. That's why he said, you know, uh, Timothy, he says, you know, I've ran my race. I fulfilled it, man. I did my, I ran the course. I did what I was supposed to. I'm ready to go because I did what I was supposed to. I obtained what I was supposed to obtain. Amen. So he had a definite aim. And what he's saying here is this. I'm not going to let uh, this word that you're giving me be something that distracts me. I understand there may be pressure ahead. I understand there may be some persecution ahead. But he said, I'm not going to let any of that distract me from what I'm called to do. All right. So I'm going to run. He goes on to say, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may, here we go, finish my race. Right. And he's, of course, he says, with joy and the ministry to which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Now, the bottom line is he just knew what he was called to do. He was focused. So none of these things are going to move me. None of these things knock me off this thing. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I wrote this down, I'm just going to toss this out here. In most cases, we don't lack dominion, we lack definite aim. We don't lack dominion, but we lack definite aim. We don't lack dominion, but we lack definite aim. Now, the reason that's, that's, that's a statement I'm throwing here, because a lot of times, especially when in the area of, if, we don't, if we're not aware of where we're headed, if we're not, we don't have some definite aim of what we're trying to accomplish, uh, then what happens is you can have all the dominion in the world, but if you don't know how to deal with it right, you don't know how to connect with the enemy, 
and knock him back or eliminate him. See, you could have all kinds of authority and dominion, but if you're, if you're throwing your dominion and authority in the wrong direction, see what I'm saying? Then we're going to have trouble. See, you're going to wear yourself up. That's what this part he's talking about here. You're swinging as you're, you know, just beating the air. In other words, you're, you're, you're trying to deal with the enemy. You're trying to deal with your opponent, but it's like you have no, no clarity on where you're trying to land your punch. So what happens is you're just swinging for the sake of swinging. And that's a lot of Christians. Okay, use it sometimes they kind of as, a, as a funny, but sometimes we're, we're shotgun Christians, okay? We're sitting here, we get sh- we're shotgun Christians in the area of prayer, in the area of our walk, uh, you know, our confession. We just, we're just shooting wherever, you know, whatever, you know? And instead of being definite on where you... So we connect. And if you connect, this thing isn't as hard as you think if you're connecting, Okay. You know, if you're swinging and keep missing, okay, it, it eventually it wears you out, okay, because you're not accomplishing anything. So not only are you being wore out, now it's the, the, um, that, that thing weighing on you, okay, that what's the point, what's the use, because I'm not getting anything, I'm not getting anywhere, I'm not seeing anything happen, okay? Nobody likes, to, nobody likes that, okay? That gets hard. So we're talking about having definite aims. So we've talked about being temperate, okay? In other words, have some convictions, you know, have set some boundaries. Now we're talking about this thing about being, uh, like I said, uh, not being uncertain, but in other words, having some certainty about yourself, some definite aim, praise God. And, you know, know where where you're trying to go, what you're trying to accomplish, and stay focused on that. Amen. Don't get distracted with everything else. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I put another statement down that life shouldn't be a confusing obstacle course. Amen. So maintain some definite aim. Amen. Life shouldn't be a confusing obstacle course. All right. It shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. Um, uh, So if you maintain some definite aim, a lot of this stuff that seems confusing won't seem confusing. All right. So anyway, um, you know, you know, I think about uh, maybe I just throw this out here, but uh, Ephesians six, it just says, having done all to stand, you stand. Oh, you think, well, what's that mean? Well, even in context there, you know, he's talking about, you know, putting on all the armor of God. But he's talking about, you know, before he started mentioning the armor, he said, listen, you know, you got you got warfare. You got things going and and the enemy's trying to do this and do that. And he says, you know, you just you just stay put where you you know where you know you need to do. Stay locked on what you got to do. Amen. And having done all to stand, you stand. In other words, don't get yourself distracted and pulled away from what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. And that's what the enemy's trying to do. Uh, that's why, you know, our warfare is not with flesh and blood, but against principality, power, rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And what he's talking about is basically stay locked on who your enemy is. All right. Don't lose sight of who your enemy is. All right. And, uh, you know, stay locked on there. Having done all the stand, you stand. Now put on that armor like you're supposed to and go to work. Praise God. But you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to have some certainty about yourself. Otherwise, uh, you're going to be all over the map. Are you hearing me? All right. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians again, chapter 9. So we talk about being temperate in all things, talking about not being uh, with uncertainty, uh, not, you know, in other words, have some certainty or some definite aim. Praise God. Now, verse 27, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. And there's a couple things we're going to look at here. Uh, but the word discipline, of course, is kind of the key word today, wasn't it? 
discipline. Okay, well, this word here uh, means to subdue, um, to keep under, uh, to uh, buffet, or to bring into compliance, to bridle something. So he's talking about here in context about disciplining your body. So bringing your body into subjection. Okay, bring it into subjection. And that word uh, there just means to enslave it in a sense. In other words, you take dominion over the body because a lot of times that's the thing the body wants to control. Okay, you're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. All right, Uh, and that's really the order how it should be. You're you're a spirit first. That's who you are. You possess a soul and you live in a body. Now, your soul being your mind, your will, your emotions, your mental faculties, Okay, that's why that's the part you have to renew. Okay, Um, and, uh, you know, uh, then you got your body, but the body, you got to take you got to take dominion over it. All right. All right. The the mind, the soul, you renew, but you got to take authority over the body. And the problem is, see, if you're if you're an unrenewed mind, chances are your body's going to be what's in, in control, even though you're a spirit. Possessing a soul living in a body, your body takes dominion and you start and it tries to tell you, no, I'm 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 in control because your body will try to do that all the time. All right. You got to take your body into subjection. All right. Take dominion over your own physical body. Let me give you a verse on that. I'm going to go to Romans eight. <laughs> I always got a way to bring Romans eight in here, don't I? Romans eight. Praise the Lord. And uh, let's look at this in uh, verse uh, Romans 8. And I think I'm just going to jump in at like verse 12. And it says, therefore, brethren, we'll stop in a minute here and see what it's there for. right. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. Here we go. Not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. In other words, that flesh doesn't have to control you. All right. Now, listen, for if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. All right. In other words, it's going to it's going to dictate it's going to it's going to have dominion over you. And then it it just steers you around till pretty soon every part of your life is dead. All right. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body and it says you will live. Now, he said, therefore, brethren. All right. What he's talking about is you got the spirit of God on the inside of you. Okay, you got you got the spirit of God on the inside of you and literally can give strength, it says, to your mortal body. Okay, so you got the you got the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. That's why I said, therefore, because of that, all right, you don't have to be a debtor to the body. In other words, you don't owe that body anything. Our body, it wants to say, well, no, this is what I want to eat. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to say. This is how I want to act. This is where I want to go. It'll tell you that all day long until you say, nope, ain't happening. All right. So you are going to have to, you know, take authority over that, bring it into subjection. And the only way to do that is a thing called discipline. Okay, the only way it's going to happen. Okay, you're going to have to start disciplining it. All right, you're going to have to start training it. All right, praise God, (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, uh, all progress involves some some process. All progress involves some process. Right now, listen. All progress involves some process. There's no overnight successes, okay? So it's a process, okay? That's what I'm trying to bring out, okay? So it's a process to discipline your body, to bring it under subjection. It's a process, all right? You got to begin to train it, all right? Years ago, I, I chewed tobacco, okay? Years ago, before I knew the Lord, 
I chewed tobacco. The problem was I still, even after I accepted the Lord, still chewed tobacco for a while. Now, the sad thing about tobacco, okay, uh, I had to train my body to like tobacco. Because when I first put snuff in my mouth, it threw it back up because it says, I don't want that in my mouth. Because my flesh at that time did not want that substance in my body. All right. But I had to train my flesh to like chewing tobacco. All right. And I did. And then years later, I had to retrain it not to like it. Okay. And you, many of you know what I'm talking about. All right. Same thing with any other kind of addiction. All right. And, uh, you know, your body, uh, you know, was trained, amen, to like that thing or to go there or to do that or to watch this or to say that or to act that way or to have that mentality or attitude. Maybe I'll say it that way. I mean, it's amazing how your flesh wants to dictate. Now, your flesh was trained to be that way. Now, it might it might have how a lot of it happened when you was early on. You had no idea about any of this. But you have to understand, you can retrain that body, but it is a process, all right? It really is. That's why a lot of people don't want to do it, all right? Because they just want everything to happen. It's kind of like what I said earlier. Maybe I'll say it again and make a little bit more sense to you today. But, you know, society as a whole, uh, you know, just wants relief, not results. They want charity, not change. They want to be heard, not to hear. They want their desires fulfilled, <laughs> come on, and not discipline, all right? Because we want everything right, right now. We drive up, we get our burger, come on, uh, you know, shove it in the microwave, turn it on, you know, two minutes later you got your popcorn. You know what I mean? I mean, it's whatever, okay? Uh, you know, it's just kind of how we are. We want everything lickety split right now. And the problem with discipline, it takes a little while. You know, it's like training your body not to eat that way. It takes a little bit of training. To, you know, train your body to, to, uh, to exercise, okay? Again, some of you might thought I just cussed there, but, uh, but I'm just telling you, you know, if you're going to walk in a thing about discipline the body in the area of exercise, you, you know, the first day it didn't like it. In fact, it might have told you, what are you doing to me, right? In fact, when you got done, it might have said, hey, don't ever do that to me again, you know? And I mean, even the next day you got up, it said, hey, I'm telling you, don't ever do that to me again. But you're going to have to train it, right, discipline it, and it's a process in doing that. All right. Uh, let's see here. Another statement. Uh, make sure I'm in the right place here in my notes. Every area not disciplined eventually turns over to the enemy. So if you don't discipline that flesh, eventually, or that area, whatever's in your life, uh, eventually it gets turned back over to the enemy. All right. If you're not disciplined, you'll change with the wind. These are just some statements, okay, just statements that, that over the years that I've, I've heard and I've learned and some of the things that the Lord has told me. Most pressures uh, are, now listen, most pressures that we deal with every day, most pressures in life, okay, are unnecessary. Now listen, most pressures are unnecessary, and it's usually due to the lack of discipline, okay? We deal with certain pressures in our life because we didn't take the time to discipline our body, okay? So you got a discipline. It's like prayer. You know, um, you know, you, you know, you're not maintaining a prayer life because you never disciplined yourself to do it. Um, you know, years ago, um, you know, I had to train myself uh, to stay awake when I went into prayer. So I did whatever I took. And so what I learned to do, what I had to do first is I had to learn to, 
do whatever it takes to keep myself awake. So what I did uh, in, at first is I, I started pacing the floor to pray. Okay, so it kept me up, kept me moving, kept me awake. Okay, that's what I did. Now, maybe other people will have different things. That's fine, whatever. I'm just saying what, I, what the Lord did for me. He showed me just get up and move. Okay, so I'd get up and I'd pace. And then I found that I, by doing that, I found myself being a little bit more in the area of militant and, 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 and you know, backing the enemy up. And I just found that pretty soon I started having a lot of fun with this, you know. And I believe it was just even what uh, some in this last message or two, I talked about the importance of prayer and uh, the different things. That's in all that time, the Lord started showing me just different things and how to do, how to pray. How to, and what happened was it began, I began to get, you know, come into a place of delight, you know, in the area of prayer. Uh, but it started with discipline. Okay. I disciplined myself and then pretty soon I, I came into a place of delight. Amen. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Okay. And, and that was, you know, what it was 30 years ago, you know, and so uh, here I am now every day. There ain't a day I don't, I don't get up. I don't pray that I don't seek the Lord. Okay. But it started 30 years ago with the area of discipline. I, my body, I discipline my body. You get up at a certain time and you go out and you pray. That's what you do. And, um, and it, now I, I love doing it. I enjoy doing it. Okay. And, uh, but at first it was discipline. Okay. So that's kind of what I meant by that statement there. All right. The purpose of discipline. Now listen, the purpose of discipline is to birth a habit. Are you hearing me? To birth a habit, which creates our future. All right. Now listen, we don't decide our future. We decide our habits which determines our future. Okay, you want to change something, you have to change something you do daily. Okay, if you want a different result in your life in some area, then you're probably going to have to make an adjustment in some area of your life in, on your daily routine. I'm telling you, this is kind of how this works. Okay, all right. Success is traced to right habits created in our daily routine. Now listen, failure is also traced to wrong things permitted in our daily routine. So a lot of success and, and failure is, is dependent on the things that we do on a daily basis. Now, I, I took the time, I don't know if, whether this, uh, this do you any good, but just talking about habits for a minute here, okay? Habits. What you do daily is deciding, um, pardon me, what you do daily is deciding what you are becoming permanently, Okay? That's a pretty good statement. So in other words, you're looking for something to be different in your life than what you do daily, the habit you, you create on a day-to-day -day basis. Remember, this only comes out of discipline. You've got to discipline yourself. Bring your body into subjection. All right? So the habits that you create on a day-to-day -day basis determines who you become permanently. Now listen, all right? You cannot change your life until you change something you keep doing daily. It's kind of what I said earlier. All right. Nothing will ever dominate your life unless it happens daily. And that's good or bad. Nothing will ever dominate your life unless it happens on a day to day basis. Now, that is good or bad on that. So we want to create good habits and eliminate the bad habits. Here's one more for that. You, <clears throat> you can change a failure routine into a success routine Literally, this is what they say, within 21 days. And that's probably pretty close to being accurate there. I mean, these guys, you know, they've studied all this stuff, and they've come up, that's about, about 21 days, about three weeks, 
you can change a bad habit into a good habit. All right? But it takes discipline, doesn't it? I mean, you think about that. You know, like we think about exercise, you know, and of course, most of you don't want to think about exercise. But if you think about exercise, okay, you know, uh, you know, the first week, it didn't seem a lot, a lot of fun. You know, in the second week, maybe, okay, well, you're kind of okay. You're at least kind of somewhat. But by the third week, you know, you're kind of into this. Next thing you know, you're starting to see a little bit of results. And pretty soon, if you stick with it, pretty soon it just becomes a part of your life. All right? And same thing about prayer. Same thing about any area of your walk in God. You maybe take the, the word time, your word time. You, you know, a lot of people saying, well, uh, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to start reading the word. And they might, they might even say, you know, like the, the New Year's resolution, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible every day. Well, praise the Lord. You better settle it, right? Come on. Settle it. Praise God. Stop. Don't let yourself get, you know, you know, keep yourself focused. Don't get distracted here. Stay with it, right? Come on now and discipline yourself. So what do you do with it? Where does discipline come in that? You may have to say, you know what? Every day at a certain time, that's what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to read so much a day. Or I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make, take one hour and do this or a half hour and do this or whatever, or 15 minutes and do this or whatever it is. Okay, but you got to settle it. And that's where it started, right? you got to settle it. You can't let yourself get distracted. And you got to keep yourself disciplined to do that, all right? If you keep doing that, pretty soon it just becomes a part of your life. And if it becomes a part of your life, it begins to determine your future. And that's why we're talking about here today about finishing our race, okay? Because uh, that's the name of the game is finish this thing, all right? I hope you're hearing this, all right? But these are just some keys here that help in the area uh, of finishing the race, all right? Okay, being temperate in all things, uh, you know, being certain or having some definite aim about uh, where you're headed, amen, and disciplining this flesh, this body, because that's usually the one that's giving you the fits, okay? Or it could be your, your soul, your mind, where you got to keep your mind on, you know, that's why it says set your mind on things above, and you got to be disciplined in those kind of things. So set your mind on things above. Well, I want, well, 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 no, set your mind on things above. What all this stuff is, set your mind on things above, right? You got to discipline your mouth, right? I mean, you know, you want to start talking about everything that's going, no, 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 the Word of God says this. I'm going to talk the Word. Amen. Well, this is good. Talk the Word, you know, put a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, put a watch over the doors of my lips. Why? Why did the psalmist say that? Because God will do it if you ask him to. And all of a sudden, praise God, you start talking something that you shouldn't be talking. You get that witness. You get that check on the inside. Spirit of God prods you a little bit and you go, whoa, that's right. And, but you've got to be disciplined, right? Now, come on. And I'm just going to, just in the area of that, let me just throw this out to you. If you're asking the Spirit of God to help you in this, which I recommend you do, and you said, okay, I'm going to start disciplining my life in that area. Now, you better follow through with it because you stop with the discipline part. In other words, you, you just stop keeping yourself disciplined in that area. He'll just leave you alone. Spirit of God ain't going to force you to do anything. All right? And sometimes, you know, we wish, I wish the Spirit of God would. Well, yeah, yes, it depends when, right? But anyway, the point is he ain't going to do that. He's never going to force you to do anything. Now, if you ask him to help you, to give you a witness when, when you're crossing the line or doing something that you want to change in your life, he'll be there to help you do that. But if you keep uh, rejecting it and you hard, harden your heart to it, he's just going to back up. He ain't going to force you to do anything. He'll stop prodding you. He'll stop talking to you about it. Are you with me? See, it's, that's why this discipline comes is so important here. Man, I hope you're hearing this. Amen. Uh, years ago, 
uh, Spirit of God gave me a little, uh, I guess a little poem, I guess. I'm not a poet by any means, and, and uh, some of you probably when I get done saying this, you're going to say, you're right, you're not. But uh, this is kind of how, it was just something about habits. When I did you know, years of uh, ministering this, especially when I was going, uh, spending a lot of time going in and out of the prison, ministering to the inmates and, and doing classes and stuff in there, this is a, one of those subjects that, that becomes a pretty, pretty big subject. So in, in studying for this, Spirit of God kind of gave me this, this, uh, uh, this poem, uh, so to speak, and, and uh, so a little ditty or whatever, it just says this, your habits are creating a future you want or not. Your habits are creating dividends paying little or a lot. Your habits are creating increase or decrease in your life. Your habits are creating days of peace or days of strife. Your habits are creating security or distress. Your habits are creating Eden or a mess. Your habits are creating sickness or health. Your habits are creating poverty or wealth. Okay, so that's just, you know, a little thing, but just talking about being disciplined. So you got to change the bad habits into good habits. All right. But you're going to have to create some new habits if you're going to be disciplined in your walk in God. If you're going to finish this thing, discipline's a big key. Now let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Maybe I can wrap this thing up here. Um, but verse 27 again of chapter 9, it says, But I discipline my body, and I bring it into subjection. Here we go. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. In other words, I don't want to be disqualified. That's what Paul's saying. I don't want to be disqualified. I'm going to discipline myself so that when I'm preaching to you, amen, uh, you know, I'm not preaching, you know, I'm not being a, uh, you know, a, um, you know a, a phony here. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, a liar. You know, I don't, want to, I don't want to teach you to do one thing when I'm not even willing to do it myself. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about being a hypocrite or not. But this word, he uses the word disqualified, okay, because the point is we could be disqualified from certain things just because of the fact that we didn't discipline ourselves in certain areas. A lot of people want to see certain things manifest in their life, and that thing ain't manifesting because, in a sense, you've disqualified yourself from it, okay? Because you don't keep your mouth in check or don't keep your attitude in check or, uh, you know, or whatever, okay? You, don't, uh, you're not, you haven't positioned yourself or prepared yourself, all right, to, to be ready for that kind of thing, okay? So you become, in a sense, disqualified. Well, what does that mean? Well... Literally means unapproved. Even uses words as far as rejected or cast away, but it literally means not fit for service, okay, is what it refers to, not fit for service. That's why, like in Matthew 22 and 14, he said, many are called, but few are chosen. That word chosen means selected, elected, or favored, okay? So a lot of folks are, are called, or pardon me, are, are, uh, are, yeah, are called, but not everybody necessarily gets chosen, okay? What's that mean then? They, well, they weren't fit for service. Okay, another reference. A lot of times you've heard me use this one out of 2 Timothy in chapter 2, verse 21. It says that we're called to be a vessel for honor, sanctified, and here it says, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So, you know, to be useful for the master means you've got to be fit for service. That's what he's talking about here. So if, you wanna, if you're going to be fit for service in any area, you know, you want that area to be you know, you want to maybe a promotion or favor in that area of your life, whatever, increase in that area of your life. That's where that discipline, disciplining your body, bringing in a subjection. Why? Because, you know, I don't want to be disqualified. Amen. 
A lot of times, I, you know, things like this, I'm, I'm talking to you, saying things you, you probably all heard before. And, uh, but, and, and you might even, uh, you know, have no problem yourself talking this same thing with somebody else. But, you know, you got to also walk it, right? We can't just talk it. We got to walk it. Amen. We can't just, uh, you know, mentally assent or mentally agree with it and then just move on as business as usual, usual and not, not get it working in our life. All right. Now, I hope you're hearing this. Amen. You know, let me get, get it done so that way we don't have to do it next week too, right? So anyway, uh, let's, let's look at some other things here. All right. Um, okay, here's a good statement. All right. I've got a lot of statements, don't I? Here we go. It may not be, listen now, it may not be we're doing something wrong. Sometimes we're just not doing it enough. Okay. That's something I thought was worthy of bringing out because when we're talking about here, uh, you know, being qualified or disqualified. It could just be the fact that we're just not we're not we're not sticking with it long enough. Okay. Sometimes there is the part, you know, of having doing all having done all the stand, you stand. Okay. You're standing and maybe not seeing stuff clicking like you thought. Well, sometimes just stay with it. Okay. So sometimes it's not that you're doing something wrong. Sometimes it's just the fact that you just need to keep going, keep doing. All right. That's again, that's why discipline is so important. Uh, if you ever go halfway, this guess what? Then you only get halfway. That's the thing about the kingdom. Okay, you might have things out there in the world. People manipulate and steal and cheat and do certain things, and they take shortcuts. And maybe for a season, it looks like it worked, but it doesn't. It always there's always a payday, and in the end, it's going to get them. I'm just telling you, okay. But in the kingdom, I'm specifically letting you know. All right, shortcuts never work. So, you know, just going halfway means you're only going to get halfway, all right? So if you want, if you're in it to win it, if, you, if you're going to run this thing to win, if you're going to run this thing to obtain it, if you're going to finish the race, okay, then, then you're going to have to be willing to go the whole distance with this thing, okay? And sometimes that's just it, you know, it's just being willing to go the distance. You go the distance, praise God, you get to where you got to get to. And then, you know, that's the, that's the thrill of this thing, right? Amen. Okay, now here we go. Uh, uh, okay, so let me, uh, let me say this. If you only go halfway, okay, then you only get halfway. Now listen, that's why, we, that's why he declares there's no other option but to continue. That's, now I kind of continued that statement. So in other words, in other words, that's why he always says continue. Continue with this, continue with that. Now let me, let me explain that to you, okay? When he's talking about you know, not going halfway but continue, that's what he's talking about. If you continue you'll get to where you got to get to, but you got to continue. Okay, now let me, let me give you some verses on that. I'm just going to give you a whole bunch of them here, okay? Here we go. All right, 2 Timothy 3 and 14 says that you must continue in the things which you've learned, okay? So you don't just start and go halfway. You continue. You go all the way with it, all right? You continue. You remain. You abide. You, uh, you, uh, you endure. That's another word for that. Okay, John 8, 31 and 32 says, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, everybody wants the freedom part, all right? Okay, but it says, if you continue my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, what makes you free is what you know, and the only way you get to know is by continuing in the word. So, in other words, that's again, that's another thing. You don't go halfway, we continue, right? Continue in the word, praise God. James 1 says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is the one that's blessed, right? So, you got to stay with it. 
continue with it, saying the same thing. Colossians 4, verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. You don't just pray once in a while and think you're going to get a lot of results. You got to stay with it, stick with it, develop a habit of a prayer life. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Acts 13 brings out verse 43, talks about uh, Paul persuaded them, right, to continue in the grace of God, which means that there's a, a chance you may not. So in other words, if you're not being divinely empowered and divinely influenced by God on a day-to-day basis, you're going to run out of steam, man. That's just the truth, man. You need to be, uh, you need to continue in the grace of God, all right? That's why a lot of people never fulfill their callings. They never, they never get to the end of the gifting, uh, the thing that maybe that thing that God asked them to do, they don't see them come into fruition. A lot of times because they don't continue in the grace, okay? They don't continue to go to God to be empowered every day to do that thing. So pretty soon they, they get wore out, beat down, they get overwhelmed, and they're quitting, all right? That's why we continue. Now, again, it takes discipline to do all this, to stay with it, all right? Now, another one here. 1 Corinthians, this is a key verse, right? But it says this, continue. In faith, hope, love, these three. And the greatest of these, of course, is love. Okay, in context, that's what he was talking about. But he says to continue in faith, hope, love, these three. You don't just go part way with these things. This is how we live. This is what we do. We continue with this thing. Now, the reason I thought this is all worthy of bringing out, okay, again, just talking about the area of disciplining your body, bringing it into subjection, Lest, you know, when you've preached or ministered to others, you're going to become, end up being disqualified. Okay? So you're going to have to stay with it. Stick with this thing. When we're talking about discipline, just learn to stay with it. You know, uh, this morning I got up and I had, you know, uh, you know, I got kind of a, a routine I do through the course of the week of just exercise and things. I definitely got my, my time with God early on and then, uh, you know, thing with the Word. And then I, got, uh, I take a little time and do a little exercise before I head into work. And uh, just every day I got kind of a different routine that I do. And, uh, um, you know, the one today was one of the, one of the harder ones, one of those ones that do, whew, just, you, you know, you get done, you're, you're knowing it, okay? You, you, you're feeling it. And, um, but I, I, what I do is I go into that thing knowing I just start. I just start with it, just go. And pretty soon you got the first part done, you got the next part done, you got the next thing you know, you're into it, all right? And sometimes it's just, you just get in there and just start. Just get going. Just keep going. Just continue, right? And next thing you know, you're done, you know, and you feel better. You're always glad in the end that you did it. You know, same thing. You're always glad when you got done and you prayed. You're always glad when you, you took the time to, uh, to serve or to help or to give or whatever it is. You always, you always feel better. You know, it's like the person that uh, I can even tell you how many times. I mean, if I could have a, if I could have a, a you know, $10 a bill for every time somebody says, man, I'm so glad I came to church today. You know, I wish, you know, I could have, I'd be, I'd be a very wealthy man right now. And, uh, but I'm telling you what happens is people forget about that. And then they don't continue coming to the house of God. I mean, they, they tell me one week, I'm so glad I came today because every time I come, I get blessed. I get empowered. I feel better. I walk out of here different. And then you don't see them next week and you go, Hmm, something don't add up, you know? So you got to continue with these kind of things. Anyway, I'm not trying to harp on anybody. I'm just, that's just how this thing works. And if you just stick with it, you'd be amazed uh, how, how far down the road you get in, in your race. And you know what? The idea, again, is to finish this thing. Not start, but finish. I hope you got something. Father, we give praise and glory today. Thank you for these principles today. Thank you for a disciplined lifestyle. Thank you for a people of God who have made a decision. They're in it to win it. Praise God. They're going to finish their race. Praise God. Walking, in a, uh, walking these things out, these principles. 
Father, I thank you for giving us an ear to hear it, a heart to receive it, opening the eyes of our understanding. Forgive us for the times. Maybe we didn't do this quite right, uh, but we know you're faithful and you're just to forgive, and we receive that. We thank you for it. So, Father, again, we give you praise and we give you glory for it. Take us higher, take us deeper, make us the men and women of God that we're called to be. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of the message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministries on Roku. For more information on who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out our website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.